0: What's up, movie lovers? It's your girl, Rossi, and I'm back with another awesome review. You guys, I saw this really good movie on Hulu, and it was called No One Will Save You. I don't know if you guys saw that yet, but let's get into it. Let's discuss. I really like this movie, guys. What's up, movie lovers? So I hope everyone's doing good on this beautiful Wednesday. Um, Tonight, I'm sitting by myself. I really wanted to discuss with you guys this movie that I... Happened to be watching on Netflix, or I'm sorry, not on Netflix, sorry, on Hulu. Um, I was up one night, like I normally do, looking for just different movies, and I came upon this movie. Um, it's called No One Will Save You, starring uh, Caitlin Deaver. Uh, if you guys have seen Book Smart, which was a really good comedy, or um, let's see, it was a Last Man Standing, um, you know who she is. And uh, of course, a litany of a bunch of her movies that she has starred in. Um, she is definitely someone to pay attention to. She did a great job in this movie. Anyways, so this movie is on Hulu at the moment. Um, it is a um, horror, sci-fi, thriller. It deals with uh, of course UFOs. Uh, my favorite um, topics. I love uh, the topics of UFOs and um, just that whole that that whole um, conspiracy situation. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's very interesting. Um, an interesting topic. So. Um, I didn't know at first that this movie was going to be a UFO movie. I was kind of hoping, um, or it could have been a ghost movie, but it is a, uh, a UFO movie. So a little bit about it. So you have an exiled anxiety, anxiety ridden homebody, um, uh, must battle an alien who's found his way into our home. So that's what the movie's about. And, um, there are some surprising things about this movie that as I talk to you guys about it, um. I'll bring up things that I didn't notice until like midway through the film. And just to let you know, I'm just going to talk about the film, not in any particular order. Um, I'm just going to talk about the film. All right. So it is not it's going to be a um, spoiler review if you haven't seen it. Okay, so anyway, so we start the movie. um, It's this beautiful, small town. Um, It's it's a fictional town. It could be like somewhere in Louisiana. um, You know, uh, Oklahoma, but a really beautiful, small town. And um, a lady who, uh, Caitlin, um, her character's name Brynn, And uh, that's who she plays. So you see Bryn going through her normal everyday life. Um, she lives in this really beautiful big home, old home. And she she's by herself. She doesn't live with anyone. And we'll, we'll talk about why that is. Anyway, so um, we'll talk about her riding her bike. She's riding into town. And it's really odd because as she goes into town, You notice that people are staring at her, um, just kind of giving her looks. Everyone who she drives by, you notice that as you're watching a film. And of course, you're wondering, what did she do? What's going on? Really odd. But I just I noticed that. Um, And you'll see people like in the background, you know, um, staring at her as she rides by. So I'm thinking being that we know that she lives in this huge house by herself that, you know, maybe, you know, obviously maybe she her mother died and you know that all it it happened recently that's what i'm thinking like as i'm putting it together of what could what could be the the reason why they're uh, staring at her anyways so um she's coming into town to do something i think she's going to the post office or something anyways um she gets off her uh she gets off her bike and she's um walking to to the 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 um to the mailbox to drop something off in town. It's one of those small towns where you got to ride all the way in town to get to the general store, uh, post office, all that. And so she sees this, uh, she sees, um, the, this police officer with this woman walking and she kind of ducks, um, behind a car and, um, and you're kind of like wondering what the hell did she do? Like, why is she hiding? So, you know, something bad has happened. Okay. So she's hiding for the, from this particular, Couple, uh, uh, the sheriff and this lady that's walking with the sheriff. So, as they go away, she's kind of like having a, a, a mini anxiety attack uh, as she sits behind the car. So, she um, eventually works her way back home. It, it, it doesn't come up. There's not a flashback scene yet. So, we don't know why, but we know that obviously she deals with anxieties. Something happened in that small town. She did something or something happened to her, her family, for everyone to act like this, like I said, as she's riding by. Um, anyways, fast forward, we're back home, a beautiful house, Um, she lives on, um, it's just a lot of land, just one of those homes where it's a a beautiful home, and it's surrounded by trees, and there's so much land, Um, as she's riding home, though, um, or or, yeah, as she's riding home, though, she sees there's this guy that's, um, I guess, with a dad, or anyways, on, on the lawn, and I'm pinning that, because I think they had a relationship because she sees him and as he sees her he like walks away turns his back and walks walks away really fast so just pinning that 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 happened okay anyway she uh, she's at home and um you know you're welcome into her home it's beautiful like i said it's one of these old homes um she's getting prepared to to bed down for the evening and as she's going to bed um In her, it looks like her childhood room. So obviously I think this is a house that her mother left her. She's a young woman, probably 25, 26. It seems like she's about that age. Anyways, though, um, so as she's in her bed, she hears something. And it sounds like someone someone has broken in. So she's laying in bed, frightened. And you guys know when it's, the scene is kind of like, um, when you were like eight or nine years old, and I don't know if your imagination was like my imagination as a kid, but I was always thinking that like there's a boogeyman under the bed, or someone's going to get you in a closet. And so you know how you're gripping your uh, sheets and your blanket because you hear something, like something frightens you. Okay, that's what she's doing. So a little bit later, she she works away and kind of uh, gets out of the bed. And as she gets out of the bed, she's standing at the top of the, the stairs. And so the camera angle is facing the front door, okay? But there's clearly someone coming through or in the kitchen. Someone's already down there. But you see um, through a, a mirror, you see this, this image of this, this little person, this small, small thing, small thing, I don't want to say person, this small thing. And she sees it and she kind of jumps back and kind of ducks down. She's then standing there and she makes a move. And remember guys, I'm bringing up the fact that the house is old because it it creaks, you know how the house settles, it creaks. So she slips on her slippers, puts her slippers on and kind of is tipping tiptoeing back to her bedroom and shuts the door. She's in her bed. Uh, She goes back to her room. She gets in her bed and she, you hear, you hear something, you hear something walking up the stairs coming closer to her room. And let me just tell you guys, it is so freaky. And just to let you guys know, I'm going to go back to the fact that when I told you guys eight years old in bed, just an an, an imagination. And so, you know, boogeyman under the bed or coming out of the freaking closet. Okay. Scary. Even though I love horror films and I've watched horror films and I can literally watch like a horror film, scary as hell in the dark you know, you still, there's that, that little girl still in there, just still spooky. Like, dude, if I turn the lights off and a house is really dark, like I'm, I'm a little bit afraid of the dark. I will be honest with you. So her feeling that, and like I said, she, she um, shows her emotions so well without saying anything to where you feel that. And as whatever it is, gets closer to the door, she jumps out of her bed and gets on the side of her bed. It opens up the door. As it opens up the door, she goes underneath her bed. Dude, the craziest thing. She's underneath her bed. You're praying, you don't know what it is. I was scared, I know, you know, the person I was watching the movie with, he was, he was even like, I was looking at him, he was freaked out. Then it, whatever it is, jumps on the bed and it makes this, this clicking sound. Now you guys know, in Alien films, they always have the sound of an alien always is this, you know what I mean? Kind of like that. So that sound is going on. And I'm literally freaked. Um, Bren, who's underneath their bed is freaked. Then the thing gets off the bed, walks around and you see its feet and it's not of this world. Okay. So just a little bit. So you know how films like this, whenever there's an alien, you know how they won't show you the alien, they'll show you maybe an eye or something like that, but they won't show you the alien. Okay. So you see the feet and, and I remember the feet, I think the fingers, the toes look like fingers. Okay. And she is doing that so that she won't freak out. So she won't, you know, release any sounds, won't, won't make a noise. Okay. So she's Doing this, this thing gets opens up her window, jumps out of her window, and I think she's there, there's this like big light or whatever. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. So at that point, we're like, oh my freaking gosh, there's an alien in a freaking house. Never seen a movie like this one. So fast forward, she she lays there, she's under the bed, she sits there, she's listening. She gets up. She she leaves out of her room, opens up the door, leaves out the room. And she's kind of going towards the stairs to go downstairs and she she looks. And you don't see anything. You don't hear anything, but the the thing is still there, okay? It absolutely is still there. So, she goes downstairs. And as she goes downstairs, she the thing is outside. And so she she sees that it's outside. Remember, because it jumped out of her bedroom window. Her bedroom's on the top floor, so it jumps out of the bedroom window, and the, and it has like the, um, you know the the top of the house where you know you can climb out of the window and stand at the roof. You know the lower roof part. So we know that it's it's either still up on the roof or it's down there, but it hasn't left yet. Okay, because there's a scene where she's walking by and she she sees something. So as she walks by, the thing is outside and you can hear it coming back like towards inside of the house. And so she's, she's walking around, she's checking everything. And in this scene, all of a sudden the electricity comes on, the TV comes on, the, the, the phone starts ringing, uh, the, the, the different lights in the house, everything starts coming on and the TV's so loud. And then there's just this, like this white noise sound that's going on. She hears that. She freaks out. You freak out because it kind of, it happens kind of sudden, okay? You freak out. She's running through the house. The, oh, and the refrigerator's open and crazy stuff is going on, kind of like in a ghost film, okay, where their energy is turning lights on and all that stuff, okay? It's not that. She runs in the kitchen. She um, is starting to close everything up. The thing comes back in the house. She she hides behind the um, the refrigerator underneath the table. She's right there. And so she's standing there and this thing comes in and full body. Now this is an alien. And I must say, guys, they did an awesome, awesome job on the graphics on this alien. It, it didn't take you out of the film. Like it looked like it was there. They did a really good job. And I really appreciate the fact that they showed us the alien. It's not a, you know, you have to guess or you think about what it looks like, like they showed you that and, and it wasn't, goofy or cartoonish. Like it was just simply what you would think you would see, what we've all been told what they look like. Right. They did. It's that look, the big head that, you know, um, the small body and, and, you know, some of the aliens, as we talk about this film, you know, there's different sizes, they get bigger. It's craziness, absolute craziness. So this is all happening still that night. Um, it comes inside. Um, she's behind the refrigerator. She's, she's like just knelt down in the corner, scared shitless, as we are watching this, and I promise you, you will feel every emotion that I felt, uh, you will feel this emotion, absolute fear. I was scared, okay, fearful. That's what I wanted to say. Anyways, though, at some point um, it does discover her and there is a battle, a complete battle. It uh, flies her uh, and throws her across the room um, it has telekinesis. So it's able to do things like that. Anyways, they get into this huge fight, this huge squabble. She ends up killing him though. She, she hits him on the back of his head with something. I forget what it was, but she kills him. Okay. So he lay there dead in her hall. And oh yeah, as she's, uh, as she's running out, cause she's like running to the front door as she runs to the front door, he like snatches the front door. And anyways, it hits her in the head. She passes out for a little bit. She gets back up, and I believe that's when they they got into it. Regardless, though, how this scene ends is she ends up killing that alien, OK? So that alien is laying on the floor. And what's really cool about it is its body's green, but as it, it, it lays there dead, it, um, it turns like this white color. So that happens. Um, Wake up the next morning. She she did not remove the alien. It's still in her house. She has a towel or a blanket over it. She gets up the next morning because she's getting out of. And, and and just to let you know, this fight lasted all through the evening hours. Um, absolutely tore up this home, tore everything up in the home. And and just to let you know, there was like this village that she. That she had, you know, like those little Christmas villages that you can put together, and they have little lights, and it's like this—it's like a miniature version of her town. Okay, that's her hobby. She was really into that, and adding on new pieces into this village. And you know, if if I'm if I remember, I think that's what she was going to the post office because she got a new piece to go with this village. Anyways, the whole thing lights up. So, all right, so it destroyed everything in the house. So she gets up. And um, she gets on her bike and she starts uh, riding into town as she leaves, because obviously she's going to get help. As she leaves, um, she rides by the the mail truck and the mail truck is turned upside down. Like it just, it was just attacked. It turned upside down. She's riding by other homes and it looks like other places are disturbed. Okay. And just, I want to also bring up this in the beginning or towards the beginning of the film, she has this like, um, this little garden out in her front lawn. And in the garden, there's like these circles, you know, remember the old crop circle guys? There's a point in the film where they get, you get a bird's eye view of the town. And when you get a bird's eye view of the town and it's actually when Quinn is at, or I'm not Quinn, but Bryn is actually going into town. You get this bird's eye view. And as you look down, there's crops, there's crop circles, like little circles okay, in in people's yards, okay, so whatever it is, they had been, they landed in everyone's yard, it wasn't just her, okay, just to let you guys know, so she goes into town, and remember when she first went into town, something was going on, this, it, the town's not filling her, and she's not filling the town, all right, um, she rides into town to, to obviously tell someone what's going on, she gets to her small town, um, well, she gets to the center of town, and, um, everything seems fine, um, she goes into the police station, and when she goes in there, she runs into the sheriff, and it happens to be, I believe, the sheriff's friend, wife, whatever. She freezes up. She just stops. Nothing said. They look at her with disgust in their eyes. And the wife, the, the, the woman, looks at her and just kind of and spits in her face. Nothing said. And they walk off. So at that point, you're like, I'm like, what did she do? What did this girl do to these people? Like, it's bad. So now I'm like, okay, it must have been like a drinking driving thing. Like she was, she seems to be a teenager. Maybe when she was, you know, she was younger, she got in a car, she killed something, something happened. Okay. So, or her mama or her daddy did something. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Anyways, and we'll find out and I'll tell you guys, of course, later what, what happened. All right. Um, so spits in her face, she cleans it off, walks out of there and, and just, uh, you feel so bad for her. All right. Because you don't get a sense that this is a bad person or she did anything bad. You just, you get the sense that this is just like a normal, normal 20 something year old, you know, young lady that probably lost her mom and just, you know, it, and, and that's, you know, she, she's exiled in that house. Okay. And away from town. Okay. Um, anyway, so, so that happens. Um, she, um, has this idea of, she sees this bus drive by as she's leaving out of the the police station and she's looking at this bus and you can tell that there's an idea that comes up. And so next scene, you see her, she's on the bus. And this is like, it's it's what she's doing. It's like, you know, forget them. I'm out of here. I'm getting a ticket. I'm going to another town. And I'm thinking when a woman spit on her, why are you still in this town? You know, because every time she goes to town, like they're looking at her, like she did something really bad. So she gets on the bus and she's like, you know, out of it. She's done. I'm out of here. You know? So, you know, she's on the bus and, you know, as she gets on the bus, just note something guys, there's, there's someone sitting way in the back seat and, the camera's like, not, it's like you see him, but it's fuzzy, you know? So you're thinking just an extra. He's just, you know, we just saw him. So she's sitting there and, you know, like she, she's getting out of town. I think she's feeling kind of good. Like, I'm, you know, I'm getting out of here. And then the bus stops. And um, I guess I pick someone up. And the guy that I noticed that was in the back seat, way in the back, he comes and he sits right behind her. So it's like, okay, all right, this is odd. And then all of a sudden he puts his hand on her shoulder. And he this thing is moving in his neck. It's just like these wormy things that's moving in his neck. And he goes, That sound I told y'all that that they that the aliens be making? It did that sound. And then it like it it does that damn um, it 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 starts, its body starts to just twist and 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 do all this weird stuff and she gets up to get off the bus and then there's another human that also is trying to attack her so all those people with those those crop circles those circles in their yard those houses they're on the bus so they've been they've been infected by the aliens that their bodies have been taken over by these aliens okay and that's one thing you'll notice is that the the neck the neck movements and the sound. So they're after her. She gets up, trying to get off this bus. They grab her. She barely escapes. Get off the bus. And they're running at her. And something had happened to make them stop. Okay? Something happened that made them stop. She, she, she gets out of there. She um, runs back home. And she's back home at the house again. <laughs> Guys, this movie takes so many twists and turns because when she goes back to her home, makes it back there, um, she then goes inside and she notices that, remember, she killed that alien, and she notices that there's this foam that's dripping from its mouth, and she kind of follows it outside and looks inside of these um, the bushes, and, and and it's just, there's something there. Anyways, all of a sudden... The, you see these lights and the the noise, and so she goes inside. She's she's hiding again. Um, and in this scene, uh, there's another alien that comes back to her home because there's a signal. I, I think in that phone from his mouth, what I got was they know that they're they have one that's down, so they come back to get their their dead and and bring them back to the ship with them. And also to get her because at this point, they've got a few people in town. Those people on the, on the bus, they have been taken over by the alien. So when she goes, so when she gets off the bus and all those crop circles that I told you that are in their yard and everyone's yard, those people have been infected. Okay. They've been taken over by these aliens, these beings. So as she gets back in the house, um, there's a, two aliens that are are there, but what she does is she goes into her cellar. Um, There's a basement or a cellar that's in her house. So she goes down there, locks the door, and she goes and she's walking around and hides. You hear this thing uh, upstairs in the house, you hear it, and then you hear it opening up the door at the top of the cellar. She hides underneath this table. She goes, uh, the, the thing comes down, and and then the, you see the camera angles where she's kind of looking and, and you know, peeking around the corner and then jumping back and you see it and it's slowly walking and it's looking for her is looking for whatever's alive in that house. And remember these things, they have telekinesis. So they're able to whatever's in your hand, you'll find out it can take whatever you have. It can take it away from you and bring you to them. Okay. So again, she, um, she thinks she's like kind of, you know, um, hidden well from it and then it starts to walk around where she's at so you know they're doing the little cat and mouse game where it goes here she goes there it goes here she goes there you know so on and so on she then gets the the scissors that she has and the thing discovers her there's this huge fight down in the the freaking basement yeah there's a huge fight down there um she ends up um stabbing this one and kills this one so body count now she has two down and however many more to go, I don't know. But she's got two so far. Like, I think that Brynn is surprised that she's able to do this because this, when you when you see her as a character, this is a very like I said, she has anxiety, very closed in, um, uh, just alone by herself. Okay. Anyways, she escapes the cellar. She comes up. There is one more that uh, she battles that that is actually upstairs, and she ends up fighting this one and getting this one. So, so far she's been able to evade and and not even evade, just kill three of them, okay? So the story goes on, she kills those. We're gonna move ahead because I can literally tell you guys each and every single little thing that happens, but we do get to a point to where she does run into the people in the town. And as she's, you know, running from them there's like this storm it looks like it's a storm but I, I believe it's the alien craft anyways those people that she that are after her and it happens to be the the mailman uh, he was taken over the bus driver people on the bus just regular town folk that have been taken over uh, by these aliens um they're one point they're in this yard and what these these clouds this whatever it is that this electrical storm that happens, um, they all just kind of look up at the the storm and they're just all holding their hands up. So in some type of ritual, like they're being rejuvenated or, you know, called back home. So she, um, she goes out to the, she ends up, um, there's more aliens, just to let you know, there's this huge one, this freaking huge alien. And she has to get she has to become really crafty with certain things that she does because they really want her. It's kind of like she's the last person in town, and they got to get her. So at some point, uh, she gets out of the house, escapes this huge one that is just. The, like I said, the the graphics on these aliens are freaking awesome. It is so cool what they did, and and so frightening. And um, some one is really huge with these big arms and just absolutely amazing. Anyway, she goes out, um, hide, is in the woods, she ends up in the woods, and then you find out that what happened, okay, what happened to, wh- why the town is reacting to her like that, why this woman is treating her like that, the lady that spit on her. Come to find out when um, Brent, and, and just you know, in her bedroom, and there's another bedroom that, that they will show there's another bedroom with uh that's kept the same with little kids' toys and stuff like that. And then you see the picture of Bryn and Maud. Okay. Now we get a flashback because Maud was a good friend of Bren's. They were like best friends, okay? Um, and one day they end up um, they end up getting into this argument. You see them in the woods where Bren happens to be at this point. You see them in the woods and they're having this argument. There's it's all silent. It's all silent. You don't hear them what they're arguing about but they have this argument anyways mod pushes bren down and bren looks over and there's this rock she gets up and smashes mod in the side of the head and mod dies so mod was the woman that spit on bren that was that was their their child okay so that's what happened that's why the town uh it is treating her like that. That's why she's exiled at her home. That's why she has these anxiety attacks and, and all of that, okay? It was a two girl squabbling. And so, you know, she did that. And, and it looks like they had to be about 10, 11 years old. Okay, so that comes to light. One thing I wanna mention is by this point of the film, you will notice that you have not heard a word. There has not been a word said. You're literally hearing her emotions they did uh, uh, um, her reacting to things, um, reading her eyes. If 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 she's like the bus, when she looks over at the bus, you see that ooh, she has an idea. Um, so this film has it, it, the only two words were spoken, and I believe it was I'm sorry. That's it. The freaking the freaking film is silent. The score was done so well because when there was a part where th- there's a lot of um, anxiety and 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 what, whatever, the, the music plays along with that. So that's your voice for the film. It's the music, you know, and her reacting to everything. Caitlin uh, Deaver or Dever, she did an amazing job not speaking, but two words. I'm sorry in this whole film. Okay. So that's something that I didn't notice. I didn't notice until, gosh, I think when she went to the police station and the the woman spit on her that I noticed, wait, they haven't, no one's talking. No one has said a word, not even on the bus. So that's something. Pay attention to that. No words spoken, only two words. I'm sorry. So anyways, after this is explained, you see the flashback, you understand what happened. You're like, oh, okay. That's why they're treating her like that. She killed the little girl, her best friend. Okay. That she obviously, you know, has paid for. Okay. Um, anyways, at this point, um, she's, um, this cloud is coming uh, towards her. This, you know, the the alien ship is coming towards her. Um, and she, she's running. She's running. She's trying to get away. She's fought so hard. She's, she's killed three aliens already. She's trying to get away. There's a point where they get her. They get her. The beam of the, the alien ship beams down. And she's taking up into the ship. And that's another cool thing is we get to go up into the ship. And so she's in the ship and you just see, it's real dark, but you see just thousands of aliens and then they gather around her and she's, she's muddy. She's, you know, she's just, she's just beaten up. Okay. Um, from just, you know, the this two nights of, of horror of, of fighting for her life, you know, killing one down, you know, and then another one comes, you know, blowing one up in a car. You'll see that one too. And like, they're just like it tried, so much she's gone through, but they end up getting her. So she's she sucked up into this, this ship, bring her up there. It's freaking awesome the way they did everything. You see hundreds of aliens, okay? And then you see, um, and then there's some that gather around her. And as she's kind of kind of uh kind of magnetized or strapped to this pole, they're just looking at her and they're staring at her. And then one looks into her eyes, and I actually, yeah, one looks into her eyes. And sees what she has gone through. Sees her, sees her memories, sees her memories of 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 Maude and her, sees her memories of when she lost her mom. Sees all of that. Basically, sees what she has gone through. And they're just all just just around her. And guys, I'm t- y'all, y'all. They did just such a good job. I'm telling. Wait till you see the aliens. Wait till you see it. It, it does not take you out of this film. It you're. It's like, it's real. You're just captivated by all of it. And, and at this point, you know, it's like, you realize how much Brynn has gone through throughout this whole film. Like you, at some point you're thinking they got her, they're going to get her. And when they get her, like I said, they're studying her, going through her memories, just everything. And then one says something to the other, the other says something to the other. And then you just see her falling out of the sky and landing on her grass in her front yard. You see that she's obviously, they let her go. And at that point, you're like, this is over with. So she lands in her front yard. There's a point where she wakes up. She's in her bed, that bed that she was in when, 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 when the alien first came her home, she gets up, her home is all put together and everything's back to normal. There was a really cool part, and I have to bring this up, and I totally forgot about this. There was a part, guys, where uh, she, she uh, this part, like, she almost got God, and she was in her house, and there is this beam. Remember I told you they have telekinesis. They can control whatever you have in your hand, whatever you. So anyways, there's this point where in her home, when they did finally, this, this light finally landed on her, and when the light lands on you, you're just kind of frozen. OK, so she she freezes up and she's being lifted up and she's at the top of her ceiling and she's looking she's looking down. And then what the aliens wanted was they wanted for her to they they wanted to put the thing in her, like implant themselves in her. And there was a point in the film where they did. They were able to do that. It was in her. But when she got up that next morning, she was able to 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 get it out of her, to pull it out of her and to um to kill it. Okay. To kill what was in her. And then, so she got it out of her at some point, but she did have it in her. You see her neck. Um, and, and then I'll, I'll just go back to the ending and you guys will, you guys fill in that part. When you see it, you'll then see what I'm talking about and other parts that I didn't bring up because there is so much, but anyways, I, I am going to skip and get to the, the ending. So anyways, they didn't want her. They let her go. She wakes up. Her home is, everything is, is back to normal. It's like nothing ever happened. Her village that I told you, the little village that she collects little pieces and puts them together. That everything, everything, everything is back to normal. Everything. So then there's like music is on. She loved music, by the way. She loved dancing and all that type of stuff. So anyways, it's a beautiful day. She goes outside, and there's like this, this, uh, this potluck, this this block party that's going on. All her neighbors next door the people in town who didn't talk to her they're all there they're dancing she's she's made up beautifully um the the boyfriend who i I believe it was her boyfriend who broke up with or whatever he's there and um remember there's a scene where you see that he was taken over as well He, he was implanted as well and they're all just there's food being made people are dancing having a good time the townspeople is there the sheriff is there and then, as she's dancing with the one beau and dancing with this one girl, they're all dancing, you notice that they're all still aliens. They, still, they show that they still got that going on. And then the film goes off with everyone dancing. It was the weirdest freaking ending ever. I loved it. Absolutely weird. There's a lot that I left out that I didn't tell you guys about. Um, this was a really good film. Uh, the film is called... The film is called No One Will Save You. That's what the film is called. It's a PG-13 film, awesome sci-fi film, awesome thriller, awesome horror film. And like I said, only two words spoken, I'm sorry. Whole film, nothing, nothing, no words. Awesome film, absolutely love this film. So happy that I just happened to play it. And what's funny about it is, you know, I was scrolling through, and I had seen it. I'd seen it. you advertised, but I never saw the trailer. and then finally, I'm like, "What is this about?" And I hit the trailer, and once I saw the trailer, I'm like, I, I didn't watch the whole trailer I'm like i'm I'm, I'm here for it." Um, Caitlin Deaver did a, an amazing job, like I said. What a great actress um she she I, we the 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 film takes you on a ride with her, and it's like you're trying to escape, and you're so happy because you know she 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 she's a badass. Like she kicked ass in this film, um, and, and just the writers, the the, the cinematographers, uh, sound, all of that, the the score, everything was done perfectly about this film. Um, and I do want to read you guys. Um, you know how I love, I love um, little fun facts about films, and I have to say thank you to Look Back Cinema. Um, Zoe, he does that on his podcast. And so I thought that was a good idea. So I thought I'd start doing that as well. Anyways, here's one thing. Here's trivia. Okay. So just three days after the film was released on Hulu, Stephen King gave it the highest praise on his Twitter account where he posted this comment. No one will save you. Brilliant, daring, involving, scary. You have to go back over 60 years To a Twilight Zone episode called The Invaders, a 1961 episode, a 1961 episode, by the way, to find anything remotely like it. Truly unique. All right. And he posted that on the 25th of September, 2023. You can find that on No One Will Save You's IMDb. Um, And that's what Stephen King said about it. And I feel the same way. It was a great film. If you haven't seen it, go to Hulu. Um, watch it on Hulu. No one will save you. Starring Caitlin Deaver or Caitlin Dever. I'm so sorry, love. Um, you did an amazing job. You guys will really love this film. I I give it a 10 out of 10. It gave me everything that I would want in a film about UFOs. Um, it was just really good. And the fact that not a word was spoken other than I believe two words, I'm sorry. And she said that when she was apologizing to her friend, Maude, when she had a flashback or, a dreamy sequence, all right? So anyways, guys, I appreciate you joining me tonight. I hope you really enjoyed this review. I thought I'd sit by myself with you guys and kind of have a more intimate setting, just the two of us or whoever's watching or listening. Um, To you podcast listeners, I really appreciate you guys um, checking out uh, John DiGregorio with Movie Lovers Unite, um, Alex Haynes, A-Town Reviews, and um, The Multiverse of Geekdom. Um, there and, and in the front row with Jamie. Um, It's a list of podcast shows that I really enjoy. You guys go check them out. They're on all social media. And uh, again, if you're listening to us on a podcast, please give me a five-star review. Tell me what you think about this. Hit me up in my email. um, talks at gmail.com or unite at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about this film. And if there's something out there that I missed that you guys would like for me to review, you know, send me an email and I will definitely do that. Anyways, guys, I will see you Monday. I am going to be interviewing the Oscar qualifying film, the director, um, producer, writer, um, Sabina Vashrasha. She uh, has a film out called Sabah Misfa," A Good Deed, an amazing documentary film Um, great writer. And uh, that review is up on the podcast. Also on, you can watch the review that John and I did on our Movie Lovers Unite channel or the Rossi Talks channel. Check it out. Awesome short film. And I will be interviewing her on Monday. I'm looking forward to that. On the 18th, I have my guys back. Multiversa Geekdom, Um, Eli Barquis, aka Trust, will be joining me on our video game segment. And we are going to discuss Mm -hmm. The Assassin's Creed franchise, where we're at and where it's going, and also discussing the new Assassin's Creed that's coming up. I love Assassin's Creed, so I cannot wait to talk about uh, this uh, game series. I appreciate you guys. Be good to each other. Have a good week. I will see you all on Monday. Oh wait, I'll see you. Guys- yeah, I'll see you guys all on Monday. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.